0: Hey, everybody, this is Fran Freshella, and welcome to World of Basketball. And you know what we do? We shrink the basketball globe for you from every corner of the planet. And this is NBA Draft Week, uh, something that uh, for 12 years I had a chance to work on on ESPN as the international expert. Uh, That'll never change. Uh, And I don't think anybody, quite honestly, will ever do it as any better. Uh, But that's a whole nother story. Uh, but it is a great week, and uh, we have a, a very special guest, a, a guest that's been on our uh, podcast a couple of times before, David Hine from Hine News and also takingthecharge.substack.com. David knows these international kids as well as anybody, he sees them from the time they're uh, juniors at 15, 16, and, and he's going to give us a, a, a quick rundown today. Of the guys that are going to probably be drafted uh, in, the, uh, NBA, in the NBA draft, there is no Luka Doncic. That's the headline, okay? There is no superstar international player. There's not even a mystery guy the way uh, our friend Giannis Antetokounmpo was in 2013 when I had fun trying to pronounce his name on live national television. I think I did it pretty well because the uh, movies coming out this week on Disney+, Arise. Uh and uh I ought to get my SAG card cuz I'm I'm in that movie as well. Mr uh Tyler, Uh I know you enjoyed Hustle but uh wait do you see uh wait do you see Rise coming out on Disney Plus?
1: Yeah, we'll see Rise. I'm excited about Rise, not as much as, <laughs> as I was in <laughs> Hustle. Much as Adam Sandler. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think the uh yeah. the Adam Sandler uh you know, the Adam Sandler <laughs> of it all made made Hustle a little bit more exciting, but hey, whenever there's a movie about Basketball, regardless of what platform it's on, I'm going to try to watch it now. i Haven't got okay, so is it it Disney Plus? You know did you say? I, I don't think I have Disney Plus. Well, if you know but, your
0: friend, if you know your friend Fran Fischel is in it, uh, you'll you'll uh, Exactly. You'll that's it. Well. that's
1: that's why I want to watch it, especially. I just yeah. have to shell out the however much it costs to get Disney Plus for the month.
0: Well, you'll hear my voice. I, I don't think I'll have the same prominent role that I did in. Uh, no, you got
1: two okay. scenes in Hustle.
0: I know. I know. It's kind of cool. I'm, I still have people coming up to me. And you know what? Um, the, the fun part is they know I'm in the movie, but the, the the better part is how many people love the movie and yeah. enjoy it. And, and I've had friends here in Colorado Springs who are not basketball fans and they absolutely, because they love Adam Sandler, which is easy to, you know, easy to do. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, even yeah.
1: my parents, by the way, my parents watched it last week and my mom, who's not a basketball fan at all, she loved it.
0: Yeah, Just it's a, a great, story. Family, great story. Great yeah. So yeah, we, we've we handled hustle enough. Uh, you know, we've talked about it enough. But uh, well, here's what I want to do. Um, so, you know, David's going to give you a rundown of some of the guys that we discuss are in this draft. Uh, two guys you need to know. Well, first of all, Jeremy Sohan from Baylor. Um, you know, he played college basketball this year, but he is Polish. Uh, essentially uh, grown up growing up in England of Polish descent. Youngest player to play on a Polish national team. He'll likely uh, almost definitely be in the lottery. Uh, Then you'll hear Usman Jang's name, a French kid who is uh, about 6'10", played in the NBL down under this year for the New Zealand Breakers. And then Nikola Jokic, a 6'10 kid, very skilled offensive player from Mega, uh, the same uh, uh, Serbian club that produced uh, uh, Nikola uh, Jokic, not Jokic, but Jokic. And so uh, not a busy draft. But what I love about this, Chris, is that David Hine, we start out talking about next year's number one pick. And barring injury, it is a lock. Victor Wembenyama, the 7'3", 18-year-old from France. Go ahead and go ahead and YouTube him, folks, if you're just hearing the name for the first time. Victor Wembenyama. Kind of like Chet Holmgren, but actually at the same stage, I got to say it, he's better. The reason I can say he's better is he outplayed him a year ago uh, at the under 19 uh, world championships in the finals. USA won. Chet was the MVP, but I think most people felt that uh, as great as Chet could be that this kid has even more upside. So uh, David gets into that um, quite a bit. And we do talk about all the prospects that could go in a second round as well. Uh, But David's uh, just an interesting guy. He knows a lot. And, uh, I think you'll like that. And remember, if you like what we're doing, subscribe to uh, World of Basketball wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review us. I think uh, the you know the bosses here at Sirius XM uh, uh, love that. And uh, you will also hear me. I'm no longer doing ESPN uh, Draft Night. Uh, still scratching my head about that, but that's okay. I did it, like I said, uh, well for a long time. You will hear me tomorrow. With the great Eddie Johnson and actually the great Justin Termini as well, uh, we will do a four to seven show from the Barclay Center uh, and preview the draft. And uh, then we will interview many of the first round picks for Sirius XM NBA Radio. And uh, I'm sure those uh, will be also put in the archives as well. We'll probably use them as part of NBA uh, Radio, uh, Sirius XM NBA Radio coverage over the weekend into the, into the future. So uh, we are going to have fun in New York, in Brooklyn, my hometown. And uh, so uh, follow that, uh,
1: follow us on Thursday
0: night. If you're driving around America, listen to us.
1: Absolutely. And we are going to have a uh, a bonus edition of World of Basketball on Friday after the draft, talking about everything that went down. The guys that you mentioned, as well as a couple of others like Dyson Daniels, who's a potential top 10 pick, former yep. guest on the show. Christian Coloco, former guest on the show. Maybe he can squeak into the first round. We got Andrew Nemhard, who was a guest. What was that in December? I think November yeah, or December Andrew last. Came on. Yeah. He's going to
0: be drafted. I think he's probably a second round pick right now, but he'll make an NBA team. The terrific Canadian point guard. Uh, we didn't have Ben Matherin on this year, but we'll talk about Ben, the kid, youngster from Montreal, who's likely to go in the top 10 as well. So we'll cover it all, Mr. Tyler. Uh, excited about this conversation coming up with David Hine. You will know everything you need to know about the international players. Uh, tomorrow night on draft night. And without further ado, my conversation with David Heim. David, it's always a pleasure to have you on because you inform us and you do shrink the globe for us because a Chicago guy that's lived in Europe many years in Germany now, and uh, we always thank you when you come on. Thank you,
2: David. I love being on. I love being able to talk to you at any time and then uh, also to have a chance to inform you guys and your public all the much better to, uh, to, to to get the knowledge of the European international youth games, all that much better is that much more valuable. So exactly. thank you for allowing me to come back on. Yeah. And you're going to probably be my expert today.
0: Cause quite frankly um, with all the things I'm juggling and I know like I've saw, I've seen 80% of the kids will get drafted and the, the United States kids I've seen basically all of them, but uh, you'll be able to add. And, and by the way, something we mentioned on your podcast, the amount of kids that are now coming over from Europe who end up going in the first round where, you know, I'd love to get your opinion on that. But anyway, it's always great to have you on. I want to do something unique because there are, this is going to be a good draft and we'll talk about the the kids, the, the, you know, the, with the international flavor, but the 2023 draft, barring injury, we already know who the top pick is. and And that seems to be clear. You, You have done, uh, I've seen interviews, um, you've done extensive extensive work on Victor Wenbanyama, seven foot three, uh, French kid. He continues to get better and better. I'm old enough, maybe you are too. He reminds me of a young Ralph Sampson. And before people snarl at that, keep in mind, he was the three-time college basketball player of the year, the number one pick in the NBA draft off to a great NBA career until injuries derailed him. But tell us about Victor Wembenyama and how you see his development. We saw him last year at the under 19s go up against Chet Holmgren.
2: Fire away. Um, I, I So I wrote I wrote a column about him uh, now a couple of few weeks ago, And the 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 thing I thought was um, I wanted to get an interview with him and they're uh, clearly very protective of him, which I totally understand because everybody wants to talk to him. Um, And so I kind of wanted to say, how do you write a story about somebody without without talking to them? And so I want to talk to other people about him um, and kind of went that way. An NBA scout said he's a combination of Gobert defense uh Yolich passing and Porzingis's sort of you know outside game and stuff like that and and that and obviously that's crazy and and the I think it was the Six Strasbourg said you know uh the uh, um, director or or whatever he is um uh said that you know he could be the best player to ever play um the uh 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 Kimani Huens Wensal who actually 2004 born actually just a couple of days uh, older or younger than him uh who we might see in the NBA uh, down the road as well um uh, has known him since he was 9 years old and he said just wait for him to um to be physically stronger and mature enough to do the things that he used to do inside that he's not, that he wasn't able to do uh, that. He hasn't been able to do inside just uh, against the, 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 you know, the senior level players, just because he's not strong enough. Um, He's, he's, he's a cheat code, you know, the it's unicorn, it's cheat code. Those are the types of things that you kind of have to say. It's, 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 it's also like, wait a minute. You know, did he just do that? And then, especially when you look and see, if you're only watching highlights and you see him do something, you're like, uh, and if he, you kind of have to, you know, you look and you see, wait a minute, he's that much bigger, he's that much, you know, taller, that much longer than everybody else, and he's doing those things, you know, step backs, you know, you know, sort of fall away jumpers on the baseline, also driving to the lane obviously the length seven four whatever he is seven three seven four has has fantastic um shot blocking instincts on top of the length on top of the length obviously with the length it's it's easy but then you have actual shot blocking instincts uh the sister is a, is a uh, the sister's a, a basketball player national team player uh, in the youth um his and, mom was uh, a coach his mom's a coach it's it's uh it and and humble, humble, uh, respects the game, respects uh, people uh, in his uh, who have come before him. He was on the Kyle Hines podcast, the league podcast, you know, and was really totally respectful, uh, you know, because Kyle Hines, for your listeners, uh, you know, who might not know, is a legend here in, in Europe. And, and he respects that. He knows that and he understands that. So all of it, it's. Um, and, and, and I said it with Doncic, and I started saying it this year um, to my European friends over here, enjoy next year, because that's all we're going to have of him. And then he's going to be gone for us European fans. And by the way, Kyle, Kyle Hines, one of
0: our favorites on World of Basketball. He's fantastic. So He's our,
2: super media
0: savvy too. He's yeah, fantastic. And our listeners know quite well. We have we have chronicled chronicled his incredible career. And yeah, to your point, Kyle's going to. I don't know what Kyle's going to do after playing, but he is going to be super successful. There's no question. Um, with Victor, uh, you know, again, I'm old
2: enough to remember. Ra- you, do you like the Ralph Sampson? Do you remember? How good I don't know. He was? I uh, that was that was. So I was born in seventy four. Um, so, so you that were, was you were early. That New was Virginia early. Hill. That yeah. was early for me, you know. But yeah. I was a huge college basketball fan, so. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, so that, but but, but, but that didn't... was almost that was Virginia was almost before my time. I, mean, I remember him a little bit when down, uh, in Houston and stuff. But, um, I I, I d- d- was 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 uh, was Sampson able to drive as well to the to the
0: basket as yeah. well. Ralph Sampson could handle the ball for a seven foot three guy. Extremely well. We just were not used to a guy doing that in the 80s that we allow these guys to do now. That's why I see that he dominated college basketball for three years. The other guy, I I make the contention, and this is a strong statement, but I think Kareem Abdul Jabbar has an argument to be the greatest player to ever play the game. Now, we can argue two or three other guys, but Kareem is in the top three. And this uh, Victor doesn't have Kareem's sky hook, maybe the most deadly offensive weapon in the history of the game. But it, there is the, the, there is the a similar, similarity to Kareem as well in terms of the overall dominance someday. And again, different eras completely. Uh, but Kareem played college basketball until he was 22. This kid's still a baby. He's already playing at a high level. He's getting knocked around. Uh, but I, I, I tell you, I'm anxious. He, he, he turned 18 in January. That's crazy. He won't, he won't turn 19 until January. That's crazy. See, I'm so excited to see his final year
2: in Europe to see, we know he's going to be a, and, and you saw, and just, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt no, because, no, you ask, you ask, because what you saw this year, what he, he had some injuries. He had nothing serious. There was a shoulder injury. There was a finger injury, nothing legs, which is, you know, with the frame, go look at a picture. If you don't know, him. if you don't know, him, where have you been? But um, if, but, but go look at a picture and when you see the length, you're like, Ooh, ah, you know, you kind of cringe and you're just worried about it. And that is the only worry seemingly. Um But you saw that, that, you know, it it was, it was, it was the whole learning process of a young player turning into a professional player. I do this in practice against my teammates. Ah, let me try it in the game. Ah, it works. And ah, I did this in the, in the, in the practice and I do that in the game. Ah, so that works too. And I do this in the game and the practice and I do this in the game. Ah, so I can do this, this, and this, and you just learn confidence and you got better and better and better and better. And and then it just you know was some of the things that he was doing. Again, he only turned eighteen in in, in, Janu- in January. So half of the year, in the yeah. main brunt of his season, he was he was he was eighteen when he was doing it. Yeah, that's that's insane. And I, I, I think we always have to mention
0: like health because you know Porzingis has been hurt. Um, big guys tend to be guys that frame tend to have some injury issues. Samson certainly did. Uh, we worry about Chet Holmgren in this year's draft. That's the one concern. Odin, Odin as well. Yep, exactly. So, you know, but uh, from what we've seen of him, I wanted to bring him up because we can talk about this draft. It's a nice draft. There's some good players at the top. Talk about some of the international kids. But what excites me uh, for 23 is much the way Doncic is generational, much the way LeBron was generational, Kareem back in the day, Magic. Um, I think we're seeing again barring injury the 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 development of somebody who should be
2: generational over the next 25 years totally agree totally agree i i there again injuries is the only thing that can derail it it seems in my eyes because from everything that i've talked everybody i've talked to the communication that i've had fantastic work ethic and and wants to work wants to get better um and you know that's what you want to hear you know exactly yeah and i when i have seen him on interviews the the
0: humbleness definitely comes through. And uh, of course, he's represented by a good friend of mine, Buna Njai, who uh, gets French kids paid and he won't have to worry about getting him paid. He's gotten Rudy paid, Fournier paid, Seraphin. You go down the line. They make, you know, Buna is a good mentor for. In fact, Victor's working out. I saw, I moved out of Dallas, unfortunately, because last I saw, I don't know if he's back yet, but he was in Dallas working out. So. Um, because that's where Buna makes his home. So,
2: to, to me, last I, I I do want to put this out there for for um, to me, if if he doesn't go for to play with the French national team at the uh, EuroBasket uh, in in, uh, in in September, um, I think it's a total crime um, because you you put him on the stage, um, huge you know huge stage, huge expectations for France. Um, but zero expectations for him. He'll be the 12th guy, put him out there and just, you know, do your things. We don't expect anything from you. Just go block some shots, you know, do a little fade away here or there, you know, it's, you know, and, and, uh, but, but to get into the national team process, to get into the team, everything else, um, to me an absolute crime. If he's healthy and absolute crime, if he doesn't, if he is not the 12th man on that team. Well, and uh, there's a time element here because uh,
0: a good family friend of ours, Amat Mbai, who will likely play on the team this year, was hurt before. For uh, uh, we, We're trying to hook up with Amat, but they are training starting the end of this month and heading off to friendlies in Montenegro and other places. So that decision hopefully has to come quickly. And I, I have not heard that he will play. So I, I don't disagree with you a single bit, I think, especially being around the kind of veteran players that France has their quality guys. And they are in a transition with some guys not playing this summer. So totally agree with you. Um, hey, one thing I talked to you briefly about on your podcast, but we really didn't get into it. There seems to be, um, we never would have seen kids come over to the United States um, 10 or 15 years ago who were rising stars in their various countries. For the most part, a kid from Spain or France or, um, you know, the, the, the former Yugoslavia, uh, Jeremy Sohan, who grew up in England, but he's Polish because of his mom, they would not have come to the States. And now we see that more and more. And so I want to ask you, it seems to me that the economies and the, the sponsorships in many cases through the years have dried up a little bit to where you can't give these young players these big bonuses they were getting and so now coming to the states maybe is it's equally as good a way to get to the nba am i wrong about that what am i missing here
2: i i i actually think a there's i think there's there's two factors for the elite guys your spains or french yeah uh one of them uh one of them is playing time and perspective of playing time in big clubs. Yes. Not everybody is Pablo Lasso with Real Madrid, where you play, you have a chance to play. Yeah. Um, or, and I, or Aieto. Or Aieto, uh, was, with was Franz brilliant. Wagner, who I think we talked about last time.
0: Yeah, brilliant. You know, with All young players. Aieto, the great Spanish coaches, was always. Exactly. Yeah.
2: You have to have a, a certain fortitude uh, as a coach um, to uh, also to have the, 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 respect, the, the faith, the whatever uh, from the organization, say, we want to bring up young kids um, and there's just so much pressure. Uh, and, uh, and so there's no perspective also, it, you know, without getting too technical, whatever to, you know, you know, you know, whatever, but, you know, there's a, there's a huge issue in Spain is that if you make it to Spain uh, before your 16th birthday, uh, you are actually called a formation player and you do not count as a foreigner you um and uh so you can have and there's a and the rule for spanish first division teams is four formation players that does not mean four spanish players that means four formation players basconia for example which uh which is where city sosoko who we we saw before they had one spanish player on their team and he was only a late sign who i think played in you know whatever like very very few games and their main formation players were artur sagas who was uh, latvian and uh uh, um, a Lithuanian. I'm trying to remember his name. Any, any else. And, and those guys who came over early enough and they are then. So it's a big problem that uh, you don't have, uh, you know, these, these players, uh, you, they don't have the perspective that they're going to play. And so you see guys like um, Santiago Alamada, Mata, uh, who went to Loyola, Maryland. Uh, you go, you, uh, you, you see, you um, you see Golden Dickey went there as well. You, you see, uh, the, the French players as, as well. Uh, and, and the French players is kind of like the other one is that the other, and I think we kind of talked a little bit about this with the, um, uh, with, with, with the Wagner, it's a chance to also play against, um, uh, against if you're playing Espoir, which is the U21 league, you're, you're actually playing better competition. If you go to the States and play college, um, because the athleticism is probably a little bit better, only a little bit better because that Espoir, that under 21 league is pretty strong, but it is better, stronger organization wise and, and, and stuff. So it's the level of play, In the perspective of, of, of being able to play. Um, And, and also some guys just, you know, they also do want to experience the college, uh, college atmosphere, you know, um, some, some of the guys are also former, like, uh, uh, children of, of former players. And so, you know, they're, you know, educated. Um, and, you know, they want to experience that college life as well. So, um, I, you know, I don't know if it's money, you know, you mentioned sponsors kind of drying up and I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's necessarily what it is. Um, also it's, you know, the Serbia as well, you know, Serbia, you know, there's only a couple of teams. And if you don't make it one of those teams, like if you don't make it to red star, you don't make it to Partizan, uh, you don't make it to mega, you don't really have much of a chance. Uh, and so you go over play high school and then you're in the system and then you go to college and, and whatnot. I I think also I tell people here in
0: the states there's there's many roads now to get to the NBA there's obviously you know obviously the pro the you know the, the guys that play come up through the system in the various countries there's the there's NCAA there's overtime elite there's the G League people, kids are going now to the NBL in Australia so and and I I think what's helped is I I'm guessing that a lot of the kids that do come over I'm mean, using Jeremy Sohan, as an example, who will be a lottery pick, top 14 picks, is that um, there's so many international players in the NBA now. That was like foreign to us 18, 19 years ago. And now it's just common to see, you know, 40, 50 countries represented among the 500 players in the NBA. And so, you know, there's maybe there's a little gravitational pull to be closer to the NBA by being in a university and
2: it is but working you know to, to, to stick to your university and stick to, to to internationals and europeans uh don't be surprised if ucla you start seeing some internationals guy international guys coming over evo Simonovic is is a name very few people know in 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 the sort of you know regular general you know public but You know, he's uh, he's a Serbian who 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 brought Aldemar to uh, to Loyola, Maryland. And he 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 brought the Spanish pipeline to 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 Loyola, uh, Maryland. You know, he he did it at uh, where was he at? Was he at Hartford or where was he at? It was Hartford. Yeah. Hartford. Right. Yeah. So and, and it's like, where are these places? And now he's got UCLA. Now he's got the big school and the sun. By so. the way, I'm wearing a UCLA shirt <laughs>
0: well, because go. my former assistant is the associate head coach, Darren Savino. And I just saw, well, he's higher. going to be
2: dealing with some international players. Uh, I, I think know, he's, so. got Adam, he's got Adam bone already for this year. So
0: exactly. Yeah. And, and by the way, when we die and go to heaven, when St. Peter meets us, he's going to say, listen, it's nice here, but it's not Westwood. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's close, but it's not Westwood. I was just on campus. It's a, Gorgeous place, yeah. To your point, that is a great hire, and uh, he doesn't Fantastic. even have to move. He doesn't have to move because he's probably uh, the campuses are fifteen minutes apart. So that's uh, that's a good thing. All right, uh, tell me, uh, tell me about, tell me what you remember about Jeremy. Uh, obviously, growing up in England, going to Orange two years ago, the basically the junior program. Uh, who was that for? Was that that wasn't Ludwigsburg? That was uh, that's Oum. That's all you No, know, he was in home. He was in home. Of course. Yeah. So, um, double-
2: I, I didn't really see him a lot. I, I I know he was one of the leaders of the Polish team that um, yeah. uh, actually, I guess they finished second at, at the division uh, B under 18 to get to division A, which is, you know, it's a big, it's a big deal, um, you know, for these countries you know to be able to be able to play against your spains your france's and uh Italy's, and, and uh, as opposed to be playing you know estonia um and um georgia and, and and sort of that like it's it's a major deal and so he helped them get up there um and uh i can't i can't, actually i can't even remember why he came over to Ulm. Maybe it was the COVID year. So I think well, it was, you because- know, it, it was COVID. He was in prep school at La Lumiere. La Lumiere,
0: in, right? Yeah, in, in Indiana. Indiana. They were not going to play, or at least their season was going to be delayed.
2: Yeah. So and he- I mean, Ul- Ulm has an unbelievable yes. um, reputation, you know. So who's Ulm? Ulm is... Killian Hayes went from Chalet to Ulm for the year before he got drafted. Right now they got Feder Sugic, who was a 2003 born Montenegro senior national team already um, at 2003. Um, uh, you know, it's it's got a unfortunately still haven't seen it yet, uh, even though it's here in Germany. But I haven't traveled anywhere in COVID. But uh, everything I've heard is that the, the, the orange campus that they have there is an absolutely amazing facility. And so you know it's 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 a it's a it's a club that uh, you know is 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 finding different ways to bring in guys. And so you know, and they've they've sent another they've sent other kids to college. Uh, uh, Michael Rattia is going to Oregon State, maybe is that right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yep. Oregon, Oregon State, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's it's a super established program, and and you know, they I'm sure they had the you know, uh, they have also a, a Polish, uh, they have a Polish scout, whatever on the on the staff there, and so I'm sure that you know, uh, once he heard that he did, wasn't going to be able to play, I'm sure they gave him a ring, said you want know, you come over, you know, uh, you saw at Baylor what he was able to do, and you know Baylor's you know, uh, you know that that's a, that's a that's a big time conference as everybody in America knows. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and you know about Scott
0: Drew uh, last year, I got a chance to hang out with Lubos Barton, uh, a a great, a great European player. And Scott Drew built his first, well, of course, his dad Homer drew at Valparaiso Mm
2: -hmm.
0: built that program around international kids. And Scott did that similarly when he first got to Baylor with Mama do Uh, The big fella, big Mamadou, who's now the mayor of Waco. I say mayor, unofficial mayor. Uh, Yeah, Mamadou Diane, who's seven foot one. Aaron Bruce uh, from Australia. And, of course, he's always had the pipeline and able to get Jeremy. And he's got the youngster coming from Finland next year, Uh, the terrific guard. uh, Oh, yeah, Miro Little. uh, Who's going to come to the – I think he's going to go to prep school. And Miro is coming, so – Scott Drew knows what he's doing. I love that. Did. I love that kid. Yeah, I do too. 2000,
2: 2004 born. Wait, I yeah. Where did we see him? We saw him at. Uh, ah, they, 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 he, he's part of that academy, the HBA. He's in the H- Academy. Yeah, with uh, yeah, with, uh, with, uh, with, with Otola. and yeah, I mean, he's a legend in Finnish basketball, and 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 little, uh, I, I, I actually, I'm not sure exactly everything on his story, but you know, you know, you know, father, you know, background, and you know, played. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I was watching him, you know, I, it was fantastic that, that yearly uh, gave them, uh, uh, gave him the inv- invitation to one of the Adidas next generation tournament just to see those guys, um, you know, give them an exposure to the, you know, to the elite level in Europe. Um, but little is fantastic. I mean, it, he, he's going to be so much fun to watch. Um, and, uh, I mean, he'll, he'll be, he'll be fine. He'll be, I mean, I, I, I can imagine him, you know, very soon already being in the, in the Finnish national senior national team too. Yeah,
0: I agree. I, Dad, Dad is a New Yorker. Mom went to college and played in New York, and that's where they met. And now they're back. And uh, we've had Hano on the show, and Hano raves about him as well. And uh, yeah. so that's good. All right, tell me about. Uh, listen, uh, by the way, <clears throat> our our friend uh, uh, Dejan Mil- Milojevic of the uh, Golden State Warriors has done a terrific job this year. Uh, after leaving Mega. Mega obviously has produced some great uh, talent. Give me your sense. It looks like uh, Nikola Jovic is going to be a first-round pick at some point in this draft. Uh, You've watched him. Uh, He's gotten – seems to have improved. A little bit of a late bloomer, I recall. Um, What's your sense of Nikola? I
2: think I know his strengths and weaknesses, but I'd love to hear it from you. Um, It's not going to happen, but I think the best thing for him would be a draft and stash. It's not going to happen. No way. But he's, he, to me, uh, he seems best when he has the ball and there's no NBA team that's going to give him the ball as a rookie. Um, I'm not going to, I hate comparisons, but it's kind of the same sort of idea as Abdiya. You know, Avdia is better with the ball, you know? And of course, you know, Avdia didn't get the ball. And I, 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 I don't know how Jovic is going to be far enough along uh, by the time the season starts that they're going to give him the ball. And and otherwise he's stuck in the corner shooting maybe a little bit here or there. And uh, I I don't know if the rest of his game and and I like him, I like he's, he's a great kid and, 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 and uh, I think he'll be fine down the road, but I really think the best thing would be for, for him to go to stay in Europe one one more year. And, and, play against super high level competition with the ball on his hand, some club, you know, if it stays at mega mega, you know, they're only their top level competition that they play in is the Adriatic league. So the top level teams of all of that, uh, of the Balkan area. So, you know, there is some decent competition in there, you know, they don't play a Euro cup or they don't play Euro league. Um, you know, he's they're not going to they're not going to put him in a red star where he's going to be able to have the ball that's not going to happen it's not going to happen with parties on so but I, I really think a year where he's the top dog professional year uh professional team and just to continue working on decision making you know getting stronger and everything else and 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 it's not going to happen so i i i'm gonna uh, if i i hate to do it but i i think he's not going to i hope i'm wrong. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know if he's going to have much success this year. I really don't. But well, Again, I don't wish it on him. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be I interesting to hear your thoughts. No, I don't disagree. I, I think
0: that the way I see this draft, he's getting drafted by a playoff team, um, <clears throat> you know, in that 18 to 25 range. And he may go higher. Maybe somebody sees more than I see. Um, there's some athletic limitations I see that may
2: hurt him. I mean, he's what, six nine six ten whatever, even hmm. maybe 6'11", he can handle yeah. the ball, which is special, right? It's special, which I think <laughs> is it, going to translate in a couple of years. Exactly, exactly. Not, is, it, yeah. is, it, is it 23? Is it 22-23? No, it's not. Right. Not so in the NBA. Not in the NBA. Yeah, here's my take on that. Um, if he goes to a
0: playoff team, and there has been in the last five years, the G League has become a prominent part of player development. You know, you yeah. know, his,
2: you know, his circle. Are they I, know. Gonna, I, I don't know. It, are
0: they going to let him be in the G League? I don't know. It's a good question. And this is why, like, I'm I, I, like, I'm thinking a team like Oklahoma City, who has four picks in the first 34, you know, and, and the way Sam Presti thinks and outside the box, like there's a situation where, and again, I don't know if he'll be that second pick. I think, I think their second pick is 10 or 11 after they picked two, and then they got 30 and 34. And I think he may be gone by 30, but in a perfect world, if he went 30 and he's a first rounder with guaranteed money, and then you talk to the circle and say, let's find him a place in Europe where we're going to play him, you know, 28 minutes a game. We know that's the best. <laughs> that's the best. Seems to, me, seems to me. Seems to me. I, am I, I, yeah. I, but but it, on, the, I'm, pro- I'm, I, the problem is, the problem, as you know, is as much as we sometimes criticize the NBA teams for their development, and it is getting better and better, you also worry about the kid that you leave in Europe. And now he's in a situation where the coach is going to get fired if he doesn't win and if he plays this young guy at 19. So there's that, you know, there's that craziness. but. Mike, well, there's, there's a
2: powerful circle around
0: him. Let's just I put know, it that way, I so. know, I know. And I like those guys. Well,
2: they sent me, to me a, I got a mega jersey in the closet, <laughs> by the way. Uh, but so that's- I mean, a, you have to, you have to, I, and I'm not, I'm, not and I'm, I'm the furthest thing from ripping, ripping that, that's you know, all, I mean, you have to, you know, you know, put loads of respect and, and, yeah, and congratulate them for everything that they've done. No yeah, that, no, no. that whole, that whole, that whole team that they've, what they've been able to do is insane. I, I, I used to say, I used to say that it's, that it's, um, who's the baseball who, uh, Scott Boris, yes. but, but he, but he's beyond Boras, man. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, Boris doesn't uh, own uh,
0: a team. Boris doesn't own a major league. Team. That's what I mean. That's <laughs> yeah. what I mean. You know, I know. Uh, yeah. We're, uh, oh man, I'm laughing because I could just, uh, see my 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 our friend mishko now you know with that uh, crafty smile on his face but anyway i i my my thing on you i think i'm with you on Jovic. i love his skills i think in time his skills translate to the modern nba um i think he's going to be terrific around better players no offense but when he when he grows up physically matures his weaknesses will be hidden a little bit defensively cuz not everybody in the NBA is a good defender. Let's face it. You know, that's why they attack Duncan Robinson the way they do and other good players. But I, I, yeah, I think the concern would be for me is fit and development and where is the best place. And, you know, so I don't know. I, I think, I think he's going to a playoff team and then we're going to, but again, he's not going to play a lot on a playoff team to your point. So all right.
2: Uzma Uma, Uzma. He's not he's not needed as much on the play. He's team. not. That's that's why. So that's that's another thing where you could say, "All right, you know, especially in games where against the lower level teams, here here is the ball. So maybe maybe that is you know if well, you don't get picked, if you don't get picked by a playoff team, then you know whatever. But well, I yeah. said this to
0: you on your podcast, which you can listen to. Uh, uh, give me a plug here. Taking the charge, Substack the charges uh, on substack.com. Yes. Okay. Well, you Everything on right, there. Ta- and you'll hear my, my take, my take with you on your podcast. And one of the things we talked about was normally if you get drafted by a bad team, no matter how good you are, uh, unless maybe you're Victor Wembanyama, uh, but you're not going to impact winning right away on a bad NBA team. It's, it's almost like we should have relegation, but we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, in the case of a young player going to a bad team, he gets to play right away and the team wins 15 games and loses 67. But in the place of a good player who gets drafted by a playoff team, he's around veterans, good players, good coaching, uh, potentially good development, and they don't need you right away. And somewhere in between is the best balance, I think, you know, so I think that's what I see in Yovich. And another guy that's kind of similar to me, because I do think he's a late bloomer at least a, uh, I think his future is, is bright, but not right away, is Usman Jang uh, down in New Zealand who got better at the end of the year. And to me, uh, David has an NBA type of game if he's not yet physically mature and he still has to improve some shooting issues. But your take on, on uh, Usman, who I think is also maybe going to be sneaky and go maybe a little higher than people think.
2: Yeah. I mean, the tools are there. Um, uh, I, I, I didn't see him as much um, as, as I did, did did watch uh, Jovic. Um, One, one thing that, uh, you know, you really kind of, you can, you can look real easily and see, I think his first game of the year was against a Melbourne team. And the second to last game was against the same Melbourne team and you look at the stats and it's night and day. Um, and that's really only a matter of God, uh, producer friend, uh, Chris, uh, maybe four months, maybe something like that. Um, and th- and he missed, I think he missed at least a month, if not more with, uh, with, uh, with an injury, I want to see a thumb or some hand injury. Um, and really after he came back from that injury really got a lot better. Um, so, you know, it, and that's pretty good competition, you know, it's, it's pretty strong down there. The NBL, you know, the track record of some of the guys that they've produced, um, you know, LaMelo Bald, uh, uh, Giddy, you know, those, you know, those are pretty, two pretty good players, you know, that have been, that have, you know, uh, okay they were good well i mean lamella was already you know pretty solid player giddy was already a solid player before he started playing there you know but you know it's there's a reason why kids are flocking there you know it's because you're playing top level. you're playing really top level ball um and and you mentioned it before there's a lot of you know a lot of roads to the nba and and that's one of them you know and and so, yeah, Gang, I, I, The tools are there. Um, I, I don't feel as comfortable saying so much more about him, um, but I, I, you know, there, there's, a, there's a reason why, there's a reason why people like him so much. Um, you know, what so, I saw, what I
0: saw at the end of the NBL, to your point, because he he improved, I think, quite a bit. Injury, you know, injuries adjustment. Was he he looks he looks the part. Um, he's a big kid. He can handle the ball. He's a terrific passer. I I don't think there's a, he has not shot the ball great. Um, but he improved in the second half of the year. And as a former coach, I look at, I look at technique and I don't think the technique is broken. I think it can be improved. And to me at 19, like I, I see it. I don't know when, because again, he's not helping anybody win in the NBA, but I could see where he could be um, two, three years from now. The other thing that's really interesting that you get probably a little better perspective on a European kids is you really get to see them interact, body language. You talk to a lot of people, you have great scouts on your on your uh, on your
2: show. What what is your scout? What's the Tell me and about so talking, this. talking talent podcast. So talking if you go now, to taking so. the charge, talking, yeah. the, taking the yeah. there's the taking the charge podcast. Um, there's the prospects podcast, which is part of the paid subscription. And then the full archives uh, of the talking talent podcast. We have a bunch of scouts on, on uh, from really all over the world. And we're talking about kids all over the world. Uh, every, every corner, um, Africa, Africa probably still is, is pretty dark. um, As far as, you know, uh, there's nobody that talks African. uh, Unfortunately, I haven't been able to find anybody, uh, but, you know, we're having more uh, South American, South and Central American uh, on there now. And we've talked about, uh, you know, the scouts have talked about more than 200 players now. Uh, So there's. Well, your guys get
0: to know the kids. I think that's the one thing that, uh, you know, the NBA, the NBA teams now when they're doing, I know this from following it closely over 20 years that um, there were kids that I knew for a fact were not the kind of people that would adjust to the NBA life. And, and yet there were the other guys that um, for the most part, for the most part, the, the European kids uh, are so humble and mature when they come over. Like I can remember no matter what you think of Tomas Satoransky as an NBA player, he's having a very good career. He's made a ton of money, life-changing money for his family. And you knew at 16 that just the kind of young man he was, he was going to fit into the, you know, to be, you know, he was going to be a good teammate, Gallinari, you know, some of the other guys I can think of one or two kids that I saw at an early age, 17 or 18, that I said, you know, I got to use the right word with, cause it's a family podcast. This kid's a knucklehead. He's not going to make it in the NBA, yeah. you know, for the most part, well, I guess my point is um, we don't, I don't know as well as I did diving into the international kids. Like I did for 15 years. I knew those kids. I knew what they were made of. Now it's, it's all background work by these teams and finding out, work ethic, you know, how are they going to react to making a million dollars or more. Oh,
2: it's a billion dollar like go go to your film. You yeah. know, it's it's a billion dollar uh corporation that's going to, you know, give millions of euros dollars to uh, yeah. a kid, you yeah. know? And and you want to know everything about him.
0: Yes. Yeah, no question. I right, let me ask you this. I'll keep you just a little while longer. Do you have um is there somebody that's going to be in this draft that's not as well known? It's not a particularly great draft for international guys, uh, as we mentioned with uh, next year's draft. Is there one guy that you think, you know what, this kid just kind of fits the NBA. may take him a little time, but I think he'll be solid.
2: Um, I mean, Ismail Kamagata is getting, you know, lots of love. A uh, French kid uh, with Paris basketball. Uh, they're run by, help me, David Cohen. Is, uh, is that the – uh,
0: David David Kahn. Yeah. Yeah, He's,
2: he's, yeah. yeah, Former Minnesota, right? Minnesota, yeah. You know, um, and, uh, you know, so, you know, he has basically been told, you know, from, from the the guy right there who knows what it is, you know, this is what you need to do in order to make the NBA, you know, uh, around the basket, uh, shot blocker, rebounder, not much farther outside, which kind of, you know, the way the NBA is going, you know, how, you know, if your big is going to only stay around the basket, does that help you nowadays
0: offensively? You well, know, I think he's the modern, he's the modern, like he's not Clint Capella, but he's the running. He runs great. He moves yeah. His feet great. Yeah. 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 Uh, he can, ca- you know, the key with those guys, I think, can you catch lobs? Can you get to the dunker spot on penetration? Will you run, which he does great. And he does. Mm-hmm. I do like it that. He moves his feet really well, defensively, blocks some shots. Now I'm not worried about him being 21 but some people might be. I don't think that's a big deal, but I, I could see why, you know, there are teams interested because you're not going to ask him to score points. You're going to ask him to do the other little things to help the yeah. you know, team. So
2: rebound shot blocking. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. dunk and, yeah. and dunk. Uh, yeah. Another French kid, Yon uh, Makunda from from Chalet. Uh, he's actually auto eligible 2000 born. Um, I mean, he's already played. Uh, a couple of years uh, professionally, you know, top level was in the Basketball Champions League. I think, I don't know if he was definitely in the running. I don't know if he actually won the the, the young player uh, award. Um, but you know, it's uh, a dynamic, uh, a dynamic uh, young player. Um, but I mean, you know, it's French basketball. French basketball right now is absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy what French basketball is producing. It's unbelievable. Yeah, the athleticism in that league has, has in the
0: last 15 years translated easily uh, to the NBA. One, one point
2: I do want to give about Ding, And, yes. and I, I did the math, and in the last, I think, three years or four years, he's won, he's won six games. He's won six games because he played at Incept, and Incept, in his season at INSEP, which is the big French Academy, they play in the third division. This year they won 11 games, which was a sensation. But the year that he played there, um, he did not win a game. Um, and he played one year of of the Adidas Next Generation Tournament. And I think they won two games. And then the year that he would have been his year um, was COVID, so they didn't play. And he was on a New Zealand team. That was not very successful. I think they won five games and he was, and he was one of the victories was when he was hurt. So he only won four games. So he's only won six games in the last three years. It's one thing that I'm trying to figure out what that means or not. No, I know. The, I know. The fret, you know, Incep, you, you, you play against uh, adults and everything else, yeah. but you lose and it, there's something about going and taking and getting the winning shot that helps you develop. And if you don't get that, how does that develop? So I haven't figured out what, if it means something or not, but I, I wanted to throw it out there for your audience. Osman Dieng has won six games in the last, I think three years is what I, what that I is exactly the kind of detective work that teams are going to figure <laughs>
0: out. I think they'll give him the benefit of the doubt because we know Insep traditionally has played in that that, that, that level where you got teenage kids trying to go up against men, but it, it's a it's a it's it's something that has to be discussed in a draft room. And also that's where the interviews, the psychological tests, things of that nature, like, because, you know, the other thing about ha- being able to handle adversity is a positive. Mm-hmm. Having adversity may not be a positive, but being able to deal with it and make yourself better. That's what I'm like, saying. I haven't
2: figured it out. I, know, I haven't figured it, it out you, yet. You know, sense. especially, especially in sex. Because Makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's something that I would have uh, said on draft night, uh, had I still been doing the draft for ESPN. Which now I've got other things going on. Uh, let me ask you one last thing. Uh, you pay for you play co- you pay close attention to you know basketball all around the world. We talked about this on your podcast. Uh, no surprise, USA won the FIBA Americas U18s this past week mm-hmm. down in Mexico. Um, three kids we talked about on your podcast, but I want our listeners to get your opinion of them because. They're all heading to college. And I'll ask you about a couple of Canadians uh, as well. Um, let's start with Elijah Fisher going to uh, Texas Tech since I am in the Big 12. And a lot of Red Raider fans are excited about this young man who is going to show up in Texas Tech a year early.
2: He had a good tournament for Canada. He's been around forever, it seems. If you follow youth ha- youth basketball, he's been on like youth basketball radars since he was like 14 or whatever, you know, they were pushing him, you know, so he, so he's been, you know, on there for ages. He was really good last year at the under 19 world cup. And accordingly was one of the stars of the team, the, the Canada team, um, you know, super, you know, strong, physical, athletic, you know, can do a whole bunch of different things and, um, Actually, though the best player on that team, uh, as, as far as I know, is still available. That's Alet. Yeah, um, yeah, who uh, you know, he's was he's all, was all he's, tournament. Was all he tournament. was on the all tournament team, yeah. deservedly so. They so Canada uh, Canada lost to Brazil uh, in the semifinals and took the bronze. They beat Argentina. So USA 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 Argentina uh, USA Brazil. Canada, Argentina are the four teams that qualified for the under 19 world cup 2023. So next year's under 19 world cup. Um, yeah. Bobu Benjamin. Uh, um, I mean, I'm trying to think, I don't have, I don't have the windows open. Um, uh, uh, you mentioned, I think the two key guys, uh, yeah, th- I mean, th- I think, I think I let from what he did there, um, I, He'll definitely get a, a definitely. I def- definitely think offers will be coming in. Um, I I, I want to throw I want to throw a name out there that if he was a couple of inch inches bigger, I think he would be um, really really highly sought after. And that's Renan uh, dos Santos, who uh, from from the uh, uh, from Brazil, who is also on the all tournament team, and uh, he's just he's just uh, uh, a winner um fighter. Uh, athletic um, and uh, lefty, which, you know, always takes a, gets a little bit of, you know, a point or two more. Um, um, and, and I think, I think they would actually actually be well-served uh, Brazil to maybe even bring him for the upcoming window, because I think he's long-term, he's one of the key might be one of the, you know, the next generation. So he's 2000. So, you know, 2005 born is what we're talking about those guys. Yeah. Um, USA, yeah, I mean Cam, Mitt, Cam Whitmore, uh, super impressed with him. I didn't know him. I didn't really know the USA team. I don't follow college. I don't follow high school right. basketball, so I didn't really know very much of them. And I hadn't seen the the Hoop Summit game. And well, I know he. Well, let me ask you this: He's heading to Villanova, so just first time you're watching
0: him, and then you watch him this morning, watching the going back and watch the Hoop Summit. Overall
2: impression, having not known much about him. I'm just super impressed. I mean, you know, the, the, I think I think what you could say is just typical typical America that they're able to produce all of this amazing talent, you know, um, and uh, and, you know, strong uh, runs the runs the break finishes, uh, you know, can take threes, uh, defends, uh, you know, just does it all doesn't show loads of emotion seems composed. Um, Warrior, which I think a word you used, which I think totally fits. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Whitmore, uh, I can't imagine him not, uh, you know, however long he stays. And then whenever he goes there, I can't imagine that he wouldn't be, you know, at the very least a solid role player in the NBA.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's a kind
2: right? of a, he's a tweener.
0: You know, he's only I'd say six, six, but Jimmy Butler, six, six, two. So. I mean, but
2: you, I mean, you can see him as a the oh, minimum,
0: yeah. a, a solid role. Player. Not a doubt. Yeah. And his, and his energy, I think warrior, as I mentioned on your podcast, you mentioned it here. He's not going to, he's not backing down from anybody and wherever he plays, whether it's in the big East this year or in the NBA, another guy that you were impressed with that I didn't know much about until the hoop summit, but continues to get better is Khalil Ware going to Oregon, the seven footer.
2: I like him a lot I, and it's, and um, there's so much basketball in Europe, uh, in the world. And, uh, and it's, and it's um there's, there's, there's guys that are out there. They're like, okay, well, I want to see, a, you know, how he plays in, in America or whatever, like Europeans that go over to the States and stuff like that. And, you know, guys that I see, he's a guy that you're like, okay, I want to try to follow. Like, you know, at the very least, like watch, watch at least some highlights of it Cause I mean, around the around the basket it's automatic you know and you know I, I don't i i didn't see necessarily enough it's hard to watch usa basketball at, at under 18 because they're so dominant you know and the game is not very challenging so you're like do i want to watch a blowout you know that you don't really want to watch blood yeah and, and so I, I didn't watch loads of it, but, you know, whenever you're – he just jumps off the, the screen, you know, and uh, shot blocker around the basket automatic, you know, runs the floor, you know, alley-oops, fun, you know. I think Oregon, they're going to have fun watching him. Yeah, no question.
0: One one last thing, because I just thought about this. First of all, let's do this again. Taking the charge, Substack. Taking uh, the charge.substack.com. Th- yep. There is more in, in, in information there on international basketball, especially at the youth level than anywhere in the world. So I would recommend if mm. you're a junkie listening, get on there. Um, last question, because it just popped into my head. You have the unique experience of having watched Victor Yemen uh, Wenbanyama and, and this year's top three pick, Chet Holmgren. Similar players, they kind of went toe-to-toe in that uh, championship game last year in the uh, the under nineteen. Are they similar players? Well, I know I, uh, they not. have the similar. They have the similar build. <clears throat> they have the similar frame. Yeah. I, I would say they're similar in this regard. Um, similar size. I, I, just because I,
2: I really because I, I can't say that because I don't know because I haven't watched. Here's what I would say.
0: Uh, I thought Victor, honestly, in that game, got the better of Chet, which is no disgrace. It was a it was kind of like a heavyweight fight and they both were terrific. Chet ended up being the MVP, probably in part because USA won. Yeah, they're similar in this regard. Um, I think they embrace being tall basketball players quite well. Um, They're both humble, but yet I know in Chet's case, very competitive. I would assume the same with Victor, given the the, the growth of, uh, you know, his trajectory, they're agile, they're skilled. They're not, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, I think if they were both six, eight, they would be really good basketball players. That's how, I guess that's what I'm saying. Um, but I think that in those regards, they're similar, you know, okay. okay. I guess what I'm asking is, what do you, what did you see from Chet last year when he went up against, you know, arguably the, well the guy that will be the
2: number one pick next year? Um, a guy that was was not the better of the two of them, right? Even though he was two years older. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree. I just want and and, to- and a and a guy that you know I you know okay conceived. There's a lot. Of, there's a, a lot to like, um, and he'll he'll be he'll be you know he'll be. Um, you know, he'll be a a totally fine professional. I don't see him struggling, you know, uh, down the road, you know, I mean, maybe first year just because it's the transition, whatever, but I mean, down the road, I don't, I don't foresee why he shouldn't be a, a successful successful player, but, you know, in that matchup, the the kid two years younger you know was 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 a lot better and the, and be the good. hero of that game was uh, was the big kid down at uh, louisiana tech uh, what's his name um, Kenny lofton Kenny lofton lofton he, was, Kenny unstoppable. Was, unstoppable. he, really he was, was he was the hero for
0: usa he was unstoppable yeah i don't i don't disagree with what you said i still worry about chet's frame and and you know i think i think in victor's case he's got two more years to get stronger and that's the one thing holding him back um, and as we talked about, maybe on maybe at the beginning of this, or maybe on your podcast, I can't remember now because we've had this two-hour <laughs> discussion here. Uh, going back I, tell what, I tell you what, I tell you what, Victor Victor is playing better competition than than uh, than uh, than Chet. Well, is. that's true. That's true. There's no question about that. I mean, I think Chet's going to be a good player. I'm not. I will tell you that. That's why I said to you, I am not sure who the best player in this draft is among the big three or four, because I mentioned Jaden Ivey is a guy that could be the best player in this draft. Um, I just think all three of those guys at the top of this draft are different. If I had to pick one, I keep going back and forth. I'm leaning more towards
2: Paolo Banquero. I was just going to say
0: that. I, I, yeah.
2: I think I, without knowing a lot about any of the four of them, to be honest, because I don't watch loads. Yeah. I, to, to me, it seems like he's, let's say, uh, highest floor. I think he's the best. I think he's a, the- he gets knocked for
0: not being the better athlete of the three, which I think is unfair because he's so big and mobile and agile that I think it doesn't look like he's a great athlete. Uh-huh. But I also think he has the, he has the, uh, he wants to be the first option.
2: Yeah.
0: Whereas I'm not sure the other two guys yet are ready to be a first option. I think Paolo is. So that's my two cents.
2: Yeah, I, I I, 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 if I mean, totally without I mean, if somebody listened to me and said, you know, you know who do you want to take? I, and I would say, yeah, I'd probably take him. But, you know, don't listen to me because I can't really give you informed. Well, I'm not sure about the top three,
0: but that's I keep going back and forth. But I think as I've watched some tape here the last few days, as I get ready for my own
2: draft coverage, I'm I'm thinking it's now Powell. But listen. <laughs> I want to throw this out there because because I know you're oh. going to probably end because yeah. listen, this is this is I know this is kind of a dead time uh, for basketball in, in in America, but this is like this is like the top time in, in international basketball. We just had you know, we, we talked a little bit about it for people under 18 Americas uh, just just concluded. Uh, Right now, right now we have uh, the FIBA under uh, 16 Asia championship top four teams. So that's so that's like Australia, New Zealand, you know, uh, Philippines, Korea, Japan, Uh, top four of those teams go to the under 17 World Cup, 17 under 17 World Cup starts July 2nd in Spain. And and I want to throw this out for 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 your producer. Uh, I am absolutely loving the Rocco Sikarski experience. 7 1 kid uh, from Australia uh, was spending a lot of time watching him uh, this morning because catching up on the first two games and watching him today. Rocco Sik- uh, Sikarski, 2005 born, big man. Um, the under 15 central basket, so that's Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Mexico, under 15, that starts on Saturday. Um, and, uh, and then, like I said, the uh, under 17 World Cup. And then, um, we also have the, all of the under eight, you know, under 18, under 16 under 20 European championships. Uh, there's the under 20 under eight, under 18 Africa championship. There's an the under 18 Asia championship that'll be coming up. So there is loads of basketball going on right now on the international scene. If you are at all interested in youth hoops, uh, don't be afraid to, to go out and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and put in feel about basketball and then uh, find some
0: stuff. I think it's great. And then uh, we haven't even talked about Eurobasket, which is a great event in September. It's a monster. It could be a monster. So listen, we cannot thank you enough. You uh, inform us every time you come on. Uh, great stuff on the draft. Great stuff on Victor Wembenyama, who I think, you know, I'm going to leave it to my producer, Chris Tyler. We're going to definitely have Rocco Sikarski on because he's a, he's an Aussie and Chris is and everything. Anybody who's anything in Aussie basketball comes on our show. But I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to challenge him to get us Victor Yembenyama on at some point, Wembenyama, and we'll see how good he is. But, uh, David, we can't thank you enough. Have a great summer watching basketball. I know, you know, we'll be in touch and uh, keep it up. Uh, Taking the charge. uh, The Substack is fabulous. Continued
2: success. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Anybody has any questions, feel free to shoot me. Uh, contact uh, it's at high news on twitter h-e-i-n-e-w-s that's the easiest way to get contact with me many thanks to my friend and chicago cubs
0: fan born and raised in chicago uh mr david high now living in germany and uh remember you can uh he it his twitter handle is high news taking the charge dot substack that is a must he also has another uh uh uh, Substack, stack uh, basically on all the prospects I- I internationally uh, from around the world as th- as thorough and detailed as anybody who covers the sport when it comes to uh, the young international prospects. Many thanks to David. Tomorrow, remember four to seven Eastern Eddie Johnson, Justin Termini and I will be at Barclays center. We'll we will preview the NBA draft on Sirius XM NBA radio. And then Friday morning, Uh, My buddy and producer, Christopher Tyler, and I will put together a little post-NBA draft wrap up, uh, mostly on the international guys. But I'm sure we'll get to talk about who went first, second and third, where Jaden Ivey went, uh, where Jeremy Sohan went, and uh, who the Knicks took, since I'm a Knicks fan. So we'll cover that all on Friday. Remember, wherever you get your podcasts, be sure to uh, subscribe to World of Basketball. Uh, coming up on 100 shows, we are loving it. I got to figure out how we're going to do a show next week because I will be in France with the United States uh, USA Basketball's three-on-three pro tour team. We open our uh, summer tour in Portier, uh, France. Um, as we are recording, the USA, uh, our national team is playing in Belgium right now. They're off to a 2-0 start. And we're very pleased about that as we build a, hopefully a not only a great national team program, but a program that can qualify for the 2024 Paris game. So with that, uh, you know that no matter where I am in the world, that uh, next week we'll bring you to another place in my world of basketball. World of Basketball is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Chris Tyler. Sound designed by Robert Moore. A special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen. SiriusXM Podcasts.